Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Donald, the most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. I'm Steve Cypress, here with my co-host, Everett Farnell. And here we are, my dear friend Everett, with the start of another huge, just terrific, fantastic... I mean, this episode is just going to be the best. It's going to be the best ever. It's going to be better than it's ever been. i, I got to tell you, Steve, this is the biggest podcast on the Internet, and it's going to be the biggest podcast on the Internet for a long, long time. <laughs> All right. I love having that little bit of fun before we get into... Seriously, let's help some business owners to build their business and make more money. So today we want to talk about tapping into the emotions of your target market. If you haven't listened to the last episode, you want to go back and listen to that about how you research your target market and and really uh, learn how to figure out what they want and talk to them. But now we're going to talk about giving them what they want, not necessarily the thing or the, the product or service you provide or what you do, but the emotions behind it, what emotions are really under the surface that you can solve, that you can uh, cure for people, to this, this deep feelings they have. So Trump taps into all kinds of emotions of people, of fear, anger, um, disappointment, uh, these, all these emotions he's tapping into. Now, not necessarily the same ones your target market's going to tap into, however... They really could. Can you give us an example, ever from your vast experience of being a small business owner and helping small business owners, how a small business owner can tap into fear of his target market? Sure. As a matter of fact, I'll give you a, uh, I'll give you a personal example. Um, back from my, uh, uh, because my whole pitch in uh, the first, well, I mean, I had, uh, 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 I, I did a little business here, a little business there, but the first real business I had was a uh, an animal remediation company, and we would go in. It was very niche. Animal get in the attic. You go and clean up and repair the attic. And the whole pitch was a fear pitch. Um, and what we what we quickly learned is that if there was a woman in the house, our chances of closing that sale went up by about a hundred percent. Well, I was just going to say in in my house, so that is going to ring especially true with my beautiful wife Michelle. And it's going to fall on completely deaf ears for me. I mean, it's a daily. Now that we live here in the middle of the desert, it's a daily occurrence of, like, bugs or, or animals or critters or whatever or running around or flying around or this and that, and Michelle's going crazy over all of them, and I'm like, come on now. The thing is, like, one millionth of your size. Like, you know, yeah, watch, you the, watch the movie. Like, the heck, who cares? Like, whatever. Watch. But you're right. The woman is really going to want to be security-based here. Uh, now, watch. I'm not, watch you know, not to make a general, you know, every single one of them, but in general, that's a general rule. But, but watch this. This is, this, is, this is the closing line for me. So I'm sitting talking to you and Michelle, and I say, uh, uh, I say to your beautiful wife, Michelle, have you ever walked into somebody's house and they had cats, and he, boom, he got hit with that odor? You know that, that smell from the cat litter boxes? And everybody says, yeah, I've been, uh, I've been in a house like that. It's nasty. Yeah, well, you understand that the raccoons that are four feet above your head or five feet above your head are treating your attic just like a cat litter box. Oh. Now, you're, until you write the check... Until now, you until you, now, I'd like to slow down for one second, because until you said that, 
you 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 didn't have me until right at the very end because I'm thinking you're going to say when it dies after a few weeks it's going to really smell and that wasn't going to move me as much. But man, now 24 hours a day that thing is crapping in my house. Yeah, crapping and peeing all over your attic. And uh, uh, and then on top of that, I show you some pictures, and then I show you all the diseases that they carry and that are communicable. Um, through their feces and through their urine, and then I show you what happens to uh, uh, I show you how uh, what happens to a dog who runs into the raccoon on the back porch and starts barking at it when you know mama raccoon on the back porch, and and it's all a fear sale, it's all a complete fear sale. But you got to tap into those emotions, and <laughs> a lot of people are worried about tapping into fear. And I, well, so I, let I mean, me let's let's back it up for one second because this is such a great point. I want to I want to hammer it home. So here, because I'm an, an example of this, so I am not moved at all by anything you could tell me that you've been removing critters for 32 years, that you're licensed and bonded, that you're locally owned and operated, that you operate in these three counties, that you've been written up in the mm-hmm. paper, that you have five testimonials about how great you are. You're on time. You're clean. You're non-smoking. You're drug-free. Blah blah blah. You have a nice truck. You have an I don't care. On and on and on about anything until you just got to the emotional part about, I certainly do not want some ridiculous wild animal peeing and crapping in my house. I mean, he's not paying the rent. Get the heck out. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that is a fantastic example. So you're tapping in, you're you're a local business owner, and you want to find a way. And this is, by the way, how... Again, I, I hesitate ever to use the word easy. I don't like the word easy because easy is really never good. But in this case, it, as many times we're talking about on this podcast, it's going to fit. It's, it's relatively easy for a local business person to destroy all of your competition because it's likely that none of your local competitors are listening to this podcast or contacting me or ever one-on-one or anybody who knows anything about how to do this properly, and they're not conferring with Donald Trump or really paying attention to what's behind all of his success, and they're not tapping into this emotion. So it's so easy because you're likely to be the only, only critter guy in town that's marketing yourself this way or selling yourself this way as opposed to all the others that just talk about how what the price is and how soon you can get it done and all that kind of stuff that doesn't move anybody. It moves people, if you're listening to this and you're a business owner, your experience is very often you make your killer pitch about how cheap you are and fast you are and great you are, and the response is, hmm, yeah, okay, well, I'll think about it, or I've got to talk to my wife, or I'm not really sure. Ouch! That's not moving people, but what, what right. Everett just shared, that emotion really moves people, and right. no one's doing it. So you well, want to be the one doing it in your area, and you're very quickly going to be the only game in town. Well, and, and, and here's a, uh, we'll use the same thing, because I, I know what a lot of people are saying right now. They, they listen to the podcast, and a lot of people are saying, well, yeah, but that's easy. That's an easy one. I could do it, too, if I had something that easy. So let's turn it into roofing, right, which is another contracting business. All right, but before right we now. go to that, I want to respond to those people by saying open up a yellow page or do a Google search for all the critter removal companies in your area and see that none of them is saying that. So it right. sounds easy. After everything we're talking about and everything we can teach you and help you do, after we explain to it and give you some examples of how it worked wildly for us or for one of our clients or one or more of our clients, you're going to go, oh, yeah, that's easy, just like an invention. I mean, somebody invents something, and you go, holy moly, how that sell millions? I mean, that's the simplest <laughs> thing on earth. Right, it is, but somebody took action and did it. So, yeah, Funny. it's simple for a critter removal guy, but it's actually simple for anyone. So go ahead, give us the example of a roofer. 
Well, and, and just to uh, uh, just to uh, uh, hop back to the critter removal, I, I'm, I'm going to. I actually got one of my ads on David Letterman, and uh, the headline was, "Who else wants to keep raccoons from having sex in your field?" Very text-heavy ad. That was the headline. Made it to David Letterman, which, of course, then every since then, every well, now you're bringing up another topic, uh, and you're actually yeah. going back to the uh, the topic of our first, or I think our first uh, podcast episode, well, this uh, lessons from Donald Trump podcast, which is playing the media, because yeah, I always love when I see those. You know, Jay Leno making the jokes of and showing the local car dealer ads and, and stuff on TV, and I'm like, wow, that guy just made lots of money. Thank you, Jay. I mean, I look at that yeah. knowing what actually works, and I'm like, what a spectacular, fantastic ad. As, but it's great that Jay Leno David and the rest of the world thinks it's silly, or David Letterman thought your ad was silly and a joke, but I have a feeling it made you a ton of money. And to bring it back to Trump, that's the same thing that's happening. All the pundits and so-called experts and establishment and the this and that, their heads are spinning with they don't know what's going on because every successful thing Trump does, they think is a failure. Right. They, they think it's a how joke. He's, how they think he's it. a laughing stock. Meanwhile, his, his poll ratings go up, his votes go up, and, and everything goes up. But let's, let's take a look now how we can, t- how we can do the thing because everybody says, oh, you know, like I said, oh, that's easy. You have that. Go stuff. ahead. Give it, I mean, you we know, don't have all, David, so give us one more example. So and you think a roofer so is not an easy one because I can tell you right now, the, the tip, I've had plenty of roofer clients, same thing. The roofer ad is yeah. uh, we guarantee you, you it, can't, you and can't, we have a low uh, price, and we have a free estimate, and we've been in business 42 years, and they have a big picture of a truck on their website or in their ad, and, like, right. it's all me, 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 boring, just what we do. There's no emotion in there. So if they came to you, what would change? Well, and, uh, what we do is we, we tap into the fear emotion again. And uh, uh, I actually had a, a big package. So I, I had a big package that went out that, uh, before, the, uh, before the appointment. Um, so they actually got this, like, you know, this big multi, multi uh, 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 you know, it, it's based on the Dan Kennedy shock and all thing. And uh, uh, so that went out to everybody before my guy went out there. But one of the things that we highlighted in that, they gave him a whole sales pitch before the guy get out there to give him the sales pitch. Um, and, and there's a whole, that's a whole other podcast about why you want to give them the sales pitch before they, before they hear the sales pitch and the subconscious things that happen and how they, so it, but that's a whole other podcast. But one of the things that we talked about was how, um, uh, how leak, if you, if you have somebody put a, put a roof on and it's leaking, the chances are it's not going to be a huge leak that's going to show up right away. It's going to be a small leak. And that small leak is going to gather moisture in your insulation and in your attic, and it's going to start growing mold. And then we start going into exactly what happens when people start breathing in mold spores and getting, um, uh, you know, and, and, and having, uh, uh, and I apologize, it's been years, I forget the name of the disease now, but they, they start getting uh, uh, the associated diseases with the mold spores. So well, of course, and turn. especially if they have young kids or babies, exactly. now you hammer that point really home. So now, now we instead of just we're putting a roof on, we're turning it into a medical issue. You better have a really great roof because you're not going to know whether it's really great or not. You're not going to know until six months, eight months, a year, two years down the line when a spot shows up on your drywall and you get up there and all of a sudden, you know, there's 100, 200 square feet of, of insulation that's completely ate up with mold and, uh, and the, there's mold all over the plywood and there's mold everywhere in your attic and you never knew about it because the moisture was not significant enough 
to come to you right away and show up on the drywall and your ceilings. And, all right, we uh, got it. Now, in the interest of time, uh, we could go on all day with these and go into all the details. You can contact mm-hmm. either one of us or both of us individually for more help. But uh, I want to move to the general issue, because I see our time is running out for today's episode, that this whole idea about fear and how can you address how local business owners, you know, 99% of people, uh, are queasy about using fear. And they're going to go, yeah, Stephen Everett, yeah, that, oh, and I see it works for Donald Trump, but, I mean, man, I don't want to... Ooh, ah, I don't, that's sleazy, or, you know, I don't want to use fear. I mean, it brings to mind a quote of one of my favorite uh, sales experts and sales teachers, great late Zig Ziglar, who had a saying, timid salespeople have skinny kids. Skinny kids, absolutely. They don't put any food on the table. So, you know, you know I guess to, to, to say it in a nutshell, you can't be afraid to use fear and to tap into fear of people. If so, I mean, go ahead, you can. You can. I don't know why you're listening to this podcast then, because you can just go and, and run the same ads as everybody else, where you could take every ad in your heading in the yellow pages or on Google and swap out the names of the companies and the phone numbers, and everything else would be the same, and nobody could tell you apart, and you can tell me the economy's bad, and you can't make any money, and business is tough. Or you can suck it up and be tough and tap into some of the fear that's going on. And as you can see with Donald Trump, there might be some naysayers. There's guaranteed to be some naysayers, especially your competitors. But your target market is going to love the fact that they didn't even know. I didn't even realize, of course, that that critter is pissing and crapping in my house, that the roof with a tiny leak is leading to deadly mold in my house. Thank you for bringing that. To, thank you for being bold enough to tap into my fear. Your target market's going to thank you for that. And that's exactly what I was going to say, is that if what you're saying is true, if you're lying, that's a different issue. But if what you're saying is true, even if it's only true in the most extreme sense, if what you're saying is true, if it's a possibility, then I think that not only is it okay to bring it up and tell them about it and, and, and paint the picture for them, but not only do I think that's okay, but I think you have a responsibility to do that. You have a responsibility to say, I mean, look, well, you're right now. You're bringing to mind a quote from another uh, small business marketing expert, the great Jay Abraham, who says yeah, you have yeah. a moral obligation. That is preeminent. If you believe that your product or service helps people and serves the common good, you have a moral obligation to market the heck out of your business in every possible way you can to get your solution to as many people that need it as possible. Not to be timid, not to say, ooh, ah, I don't want to use fear in my marketing. I just want to put boring bullet points and complain the economy's no good, Stephen Everett. Uh, You have a moral obligation. Not to mention, come on now, do you really need that? You have an obligation to yourself, to your family, to your bank account. Why just start the business in the first place? Isn't it to help as many people as possible? Well, you're going to not get them to move by just coming over and going, hey, I can remove those critters at a cheap price and quickly. You're going to get me to sit there and go, yeah, whatever. So move so watch, me by, by using fear. Watch what happens. You have a, uh, you have a situation. My wife, drives our, uh, my wife drives our vehicle into the shop, and you and I have had this discussion, Steve. I, I'm not real big on vehicles. I have older vehicles because we don't do much traveling, and it, we live in a relatively small place. I just had that discussion yesterday with my beautiful wife, yeah. Michelle, because we saw something on TV where the guy was all proud of his Lamborghini. I was like, I really don't care. I never cared about cars ever. Yeah. I, I mean, I got four kids. They're just going to drop ice cream in the thing. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. So, but we drive it in, and the guy says, okay, well, your tie rod's a little loose. Um, you know, it really should be replaced. So my wife calls me and says the tie rod needs to be replaced. And I say, well, what's, what's the deal with it? What's the guy say? 
Because he yeah, has a thousand bucks. That's probably okay. Right? He's probably okay. On the way home, the tie rod goes, the wheel comes off. She gets in a crash. She's got my four kids. People are hurt, right? Or the guy says, you know, it, maybe it's okay, but on the other hand, nobody can really, to the truth is, nobody can really tell. In worst case scenario, your wheel can fall off while you're driving down the road at 50 miles an hour. And I say, well, shit, go get the tie rod replaced then. Now, which one do well, I Well, that's a good that? point. That's how a very smart tire salesman sold me tires. Yeah. And that's how just about every small, I know we're at the end of today's episode, but that's just about how every small business owner, find a way. If you need help, get in contact with Everett and myself. Understand that there's a lot of people listening to this and a lot of people calling us, but we'll get to you. And if you need or want our help, we'll help you. But find a way to tap into the emotions of your target market. Now, we're at the end of today's episode, and, and uh, we're going to talk about tapping into a wide range of emotions, and all we got to was fear. But I would also, it's pretty obvious that Donald Trump, another reason for his groundswell of support is that he's tapping into anger. In fact, that's celebrated throughout the media, how he's tapping into anger. So it's similar to fear, he's, but it's slightly he's also, different. He's also tapping into hope. So, so, yeah. so he's talking into, a, like I said, we, we have a wide range yeah. of emotions. But in tomorrow's episode, now you're, now you're teasing ahead like two or three episodes. But in, tomorrow, in the next episode, <laughs> I want to talk about how you can use anger Tap into the anger of your market, no matter what kind of business you run, to successfully attract more prospects and charge higher prices and get more referrals and make more money and everyone's happier. I love it. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the Internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure you go listen to the rest of the episodes by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. And join us next time. Unless you like being a loser, some people do, I guess.